Uh, one day we're all going to die, right? We're going to lay this body down. Uh, but what's important, whether what's going on inside of this body today, it's about our soul. It ain't about the flesh. And see, we get, we got our mindset on the wrong things most of the time. Most time it's to the satisfying of the flesh, and we're not getting our mind and our heart set on what's important. What's important is, it's not the, the flesh, but it's what's inside of you. It's what God give eternal life to. And, uh, and that's your soul. And you can either live eternal and have an eternal life, or you can have an eternal death. It works both ways, but what God has given life to can never die. Your soul is going to live forever. That's what the Bible teaches. So the Lord would have you get your mind off of your flesh today and get your heart set on what your life really is. And life is no life without God. The Bible says on the moment of conception that God breathe the breath of life into you and you become a living soul I become a living soul and he give us this body for this soul to live in it was his intention for man to live forever but we know what happened we know the fall of Satan and we know how he come in and he beguiled man he tricked man tricked him into thinking that, well, he told Eve, he said, well, if you eat of this tree of knowledge, then you'll be like God. And you'll be able to know right from wrong. They didn't know what wrong was. They wished it had never found out. I wish they had never found out. But they did. And, uh, but life is more than food, it's more than drink, the Bible says. Now, I didn't know I was going to all of this, and I never do, so I just leave it up to God. He knows what he's doing. It's more than raiment. It ain't the things that it consists of. You know, the rich man that come to Jesus. I thought I might speak on that tonight too, and I may still do it. I don't know. Where he come and he said, uh, Master, what must I do to have eternal life? And he began to go over the, the conditions, the commandments that God gives, the, the honor thy father, father and thy mother and and uh, do not, you know, commit adultery and do not do all these other things. And, and he said, well, Lord, I've observed all these things from my youth. You know, I've, re I've had respect for that. And, I, and, I, and I've been doing what you've asked me to do. But the Lord told him, he says, you lack one thing. Amen? There's one thing you lack. He said, go and sell all you have and deliver unto the poor and thou shalt have riches in heaven. Is it a sin to be rich? No. Is it a sin to have money? No. Is money a sin? No. But the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it. And he knowed where his heart was at. God knows where your heart's at today. And in order for you to be honest with God, you've got to be honest with yourself. God loves you. God loves me today. I need to be concerned about what I need to be concerned about, and that's my soul. 
and that's your soul. That's what I need to be concerned about. It ain't about the things of the world. It's about my soul. I'm 70 years old. I don't know how long old you are. You may be younger or you may be older, but one day you're going to die and then you're going to have to stand before God. Now what's important? Now or then? It's going to be important then what you're doing now. Because if you're not doing the right thing now, then it's going to be over for you then. God says, he told, <clears throat> he called the other rich man a fool because he began to brag about all the things that he had and what he was going to do with it. I see a lot of people doing that today. Bragging on everything they've got and what they've done in this walk of life and they've left God out of it. Have no time for God. Have no need for God in their life no more. I'll do what I want to do, preacher. That's all right. You just go ahead and do what you want to do. But one day you will stand before the God that created you. Amen? And give you your life. And you know what? God says, you know, he's been talking about his coming. You know, he's been saying, I'm coming. I'm coming one day. And they say, we well, ain't come yet. Yes, he has. He's come to a lot of people. There's a lot of people they, they put in the ground this week or throwed in a furnace for the body to be burned up. He come for them. And he's coming today, whether it's for you or whether it's for me. But there's one thing that's more precious to me than anything that I have in this life, and that's my soul. And I want my soul to belong to God. So when I get there, I'll be covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen? You've got to have a covering for your sin. Under the law, we've seen what happened under the law, but every year they'd make the sacrifices of the sheep or the person of the flock, the goat or whatever it was. Because there has to be a covering for sin. And if the blood of Jesus ain't applied, brother, our sins is going to be wide open before God. And we got to get it under the blood. We got to get it under the blood. We've got to be washing his blood. You get a piece, a drop of blood on something, you don't see through that, do you? No, it's there. And I don't care how good of glasses you got, you ain't going to see through it. God don't give you blood that thin, amen? He gives you blood that's sick and rich. And brother, it's, it's there. But he said, flesh and blood, flesh and blood, of this blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but those that are born again and washed in the blood of the Lamb that's born of the Spirit of God. Your soul is your most prized possession. I don't care who you are. And if you think more you than you do your soul, God have mercy upon you. You see, that's the problem the world has today, Randall. They think more of their self than they do their soul. They think that, uh, well, I'm just going to live the way I want to until I die and then that's it. No, I ain't it yet. That's the beginning right there, amen? That's the beginning of what your end is going to be. It can be life or it can be death. Your life can begin with God and it can end with love, but it love never ends. God never ends. God is forever. Your soul is forever. Hell is forever. Preacher, I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. Word of God says it. 
It don't care what I believe. The Word of God says it is true. It don't care if I don't believe it or not because it ain't going to change it. Amen? But according to the Word of God, when God give His Word, He give it that I might be able to have eyes and see and ears and hear. But if I close my ears, Greg, and shut my eyes, then I'm going to end up in hell if I don't start listening to God. Right? That's God's way. That ain't my way. If I'd done what I wanted to do, I'd already been dead in hell. And boy, I'm glad I didn't do what I wanted to do. I'm glad God saved me for me. I was my worst enemy, and you are your worst enemy. And you better take yourself to God and say, God, I need cleansing that can only come from you and Jesus Christ. Amen? You never can live a good enough life to get to heaven. Get over it. It won't happen. You've got to be under the blood. It's got to be applied unto your life. So when you stand before God, you're not found guilty. And He'll look and He'll see that you're covered in the blood of forgiveness. Because you accepted His forgiveness. You accepted His sacrifice that He gave right there out of heaven. I don't have to open that Bible to preach today. That Bible's in my heart. I already know it. I already know what it says. And I already know what it'll do for me. It'll give me life. Let me tell you the one thing that I fear today more than anything, and that's dying and going to hell. I fear standing before an almighty and a just God, and I pray every day, God help me to always be worthy to stand before thy holy presence. Lord, I can't do that without your help. God wants to reveal himself here today. Every one of you fall over like a dead as a door. Now, you, you wouldn't be able to do nothing because of his great and mighty power. That's how great a God he is. We live like we got another day or another, another week or another month or another year to get it took care of when God said tomorrow is not promised to me nor is it promised to you. We don't have the promise of being here tomorrow. All the things that's happening in the world, they could drop a nuke on this place at any time. Or ten or a hundred or a thousand because they're out there. And, and brother, all they have to do is say, mash that trigger and it's done. And then what are you going to do? If you're living for the Lord, you won't have to worry about it. He said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen? And you'll never feel it, praise God. That's only if you're saved and born again. Boy, Jesus come to the woman at the well. Jesus was thirsty. Are you thirsty today? You ought to be. You ought to be hungering and thirsting to hear the word of God. He was thirsty and there was a woman there. And she had something to fetch the water with. Michael, she could reach down down and send her bucket down and draw from that well. Jesus said, give me a drink. Because he was thirsty. And she said, who are you to ask me for a drink? Because she knew she was Samaritans and the, and the Jews didn't have nothing to do with the Samaritans. And Jesus was a Jew and she knew it. And she said, who are you to ask me a drink of water? And he said, well, if you knew who I was, who I really am, you'd ask me. Do you really know him today? Are you asking him today? Are you really trusting him today? Are you listening today? Listen, when he spoke to her, she listened. And he began to tell her about her life, Randall. Michael, he began to tell her what kind of life she was living. 
and, and, and all the men and the, and the people that she had been with. And, and uh, he asked her, he said, where's your husband at? She said, I have no husband. He said, rightly said, you've had five, but the one you have now is not your husband. Wasn't her husband. It wasn't nothing God had ever joined together. I want to tell you, brother, you better get your soul joined with God today. You better get in sync with the Lord. You better get on track with God. He's the only one. He Look, he controls your destiny. But he left it in your hands to choose which way you want to go. Joshua said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Joshua made a decision in his life. Josephus, Joseph. I want to read you something about Joseph. What do I do with my glasses, y'all? Put them in my pocket, I guess, yeah. Over in Psalms 105. Well, who was Joseph, preacher? He was Jacob's son. He was, he was Jacob's chosen son. He gave him a coat of many colors. He chose him to be the leader. He was the one that was most beloved of the father. Joseph was. The father knew that he was going to be something great one day. But all hope was taken from him when his brothers sold him out to slavery and come back and told him that he was dead. Jacob, he mourned and he cried. And he said, I had great plans for that boy. And I loved him with all my heart. And he grieved and he grieved and he grieved and he grieved because of the lie that had been told him. But I want you to know that God took that tragedy and he turned it around for his honor and glory. And Joseph, he was the young man that was able, <laughs> that God used to save Israel because the famine was coming. I'm telling you children, the famine's coming. Their times are coming, hard times are coming. And only Jesus can get you through. God put Joseph there for Israel. He was a type of Christ that God put there for his people. And he had to suffer getting there. His brothers threw him down in a hole and left him for dead. And then the next thing you know, here they seen a bunch of people say, well, let's get him out and sell him into slavery. And they sold him into slavery. And brother, he was put, and his, his arms and his feet were shackled. And, and brother, he was treated like filth. Uh, but God had favor over his life. And brother, God uh, brought him out of those shackles uh, right into the king's court uh, and made him head uh, over everything that the king had uh, and made him ruler over that. Uh, uh, brother, he was one of the ones uh, that stood in the gap for the king. Uh, uh, brother, he was there uh, to help him rule uh, and reign uh, because he found favor uh, on the account of the God was with him. Uh, and brother of God, uh, if he's with you today, uh, you have found favor with him, uh, but without him you're nothing. Amen. Amen. It said in 17, uh, Psalms 105, said he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with feathers, and he was laid and was laid in iron until the time that his word came and the word of the Lord tried him. Amen. And the word of the Lord tried him. Just like it's trying us today. He's got to get you ready. <clears throat> Father, for his use. Amen. And brother, the word of the God come unto him to, to help clean us up and set him free. 
Yeah, he suffered there. But he got close to God while he was there in that prison and while he was laid in those chains. But God was a strengthening him. Why? Because he realized in the place that he was at that there was nobody else to turn to that could deliver him but God. And I'm here today to tell you there's no one here uh, that can deliver you today uh, except Jesus Christ. Uh, he's, uh, uh, Joseph was a type of him that uh, come to save evil uh, uh, from starvation uh, and destruction. Uh, and God peeled him out uh, into a kingdom uh, that was wealthy. Uh, and brother, he caused him uh, to grow grain uh, and corn uh, and put it up uh, and be ready uh, for the three uh, uh, years of famine that was coming uh, that the people wouldn't starve to death. Uh, uh, Jesus is here uh, to get you ready uh, that you won't lay in hell uh, and starve uh, and thirst uh, and won't for the word of God. Amen. Amen. The rich man cried out out of hell. He said, I'm tormented in this flame. He saw Lazarus. That his was his ticket out of hell. But he passed it right on by. The man that laid at his gate daily and told him. And, and he just wanted the crumbs. He didn't ask for nothing much at all. All the rich had man had more than enough. But he stuck his nose up. And brother, he didn't have no concern. He didn't have no mercy. He didn't have no grace upon that man that was in need. But I'm going to tell you something. When it come, after the rich Lazarus died, the Bible said that he was in Abraham's bosom. And there he was comforted. And brother, never to starve again, uh, never to want again, uh, never to uh, uh, desire uh, to have what the rich man had again uh, because he was got it all. Uh, when he got into Abraham's bosom, uh, he got the love, uh, he got the compassion, uh, he got the food, uh, he got the raiment, uh, he got all that he needed. Uh, uh, but praise God, uh, uh, when the rich man, uh, God called him a fool, and he died and went to hell and he lifted up his eyes out of hell being in tormented in a place called hell and brother and asked God for a favor send Lazarus let him dip his finger in the water and touch it to my tongue I'm tormented in the flame and God said there's no mercy. There's no grace. There's nothing that I can do for you. I can't send Lazarus. He said, well, how about go on and tell. Let me tell my family. Let me warn them about this awful place. He said, no. If they won't hear Moses and the prophets, they ain't going to hear one that comes out of hell. Once you're in hell, hell, there's no mercy. There's no grace. There's no food. There's no water to comfort your soul. There's no comfort. There's no God to, that, to serve you anymore. You've made your bed, and there you'll lie throughout eternity, forever and ever. <laughs> What's the value of a soul? God said if it gained the whole world April and lost your soul, what have you gained? It's better that you'd never been born. Let me tell you something today. I don't know what could be separating you or me or you that's watching this program or anybody else from the mercy and grace of God, but we better fall down on our knees and cry out to the one that's able to deliver us, the one that's able to forgive us and save us from a place called hell. 
will. God said, greater is he that is in me today than he that is in the world. People are dying right and left and splitting hell wide open. And there's more that will end up in hell than will ever end up in heaven. Why? Because they didn't take God, take his word at truth and apply it into their life. And then they ended up in a place where it was over. It's over. It's over. When you die, when you're dead, it's over. You read something in one of the headers. I forget exactly what it said. But it said, God give death to torment the ones that were disobedient and didn't obey God. Well, I thought God's a loving God. He is, and he's done everything he can to save your soul. But if you don't take it to heart, if people don't take it to heart, if I don't take it to heart, if you don't take it to heart, we'll end up in a devil's hell. But we don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. Hell's an awful place. Joseph was a savior for Israel. He was a savior for Israel. He represented Jesus in his day and time. Everything in that Bible surrounds that cross, Josh. Everything. Carl in that Bible. Brother, when we look to the cross, all you got to do is look to the Word of God and it's the cross is found right in the middle of the Word of God. Everything else points to it. Praise God, even, the, even Noah and the ark, there were seven souls that were saved. That ark represented Christ, amen, of the saving of those souls, amen. And that's what I'm here today, to warn people and to tell people and even myself that look, it's God's way or there's no other way. He said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. I heard Oprah, Winfrey say one time to Joe Olstein, Ah, Joe, don't you think he's many, in many other ways to heaven? He said, well, I think Jesus is the way, but there's many ways to Jesus. No, there's not many ways to Jesus. The only way to Jesus is for you to be honest with God, to fall down and repent and come clean, and he'll have mercy on you and save your soul. You can't go out here and live like hell and get to heaven. You can't do it. It's against the word of God. You can't get to heaven that way. I can't get to heaven that way. I can't live like hell and get to heaven. I got to come out of the world. I got to be separate. I got to be peculiar. People are going to look at me and there's one of them Bible thumpers. Thump on, preacher, thump on. That's what I'll do. I'll keep thumping the Word of God. i keep telling the Word of God until it's my time to go because people are dying and splitting hell wide open. <clears throat> <clears throat> And if I don't tell them, God's going to bring it back on me one day. Boy, Joseph was a type of Christ. He delivered those people. He delivered God's people. Brother, he kept them from starving. Kept them from dying. <clears throat> he said, here, the king sinned and loosened him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. And the old king, he made him lord of his house and ruler of his substance. Hey, brother, God put him in a place where he found favor with the king. The same one that put him in there is the same one, brother, that God caused. It's only God can turn the situation around. And he done it with Joseph, and he done it with Jesus. He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. To bind... He made him lord of his house and ruler of his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. 
Israel also came unto Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and he increased his people greatly. He increased his people greatly. Just like the Lord's increased you and I, God has blessed us beyond measure. We sung about it this morning and made them stronger than their enemies. Amen. We've made us stronger than our enemies. Heaven and earth shall pass away and all this in it. But praise God, he said, my word shall never pass away. And if his word lives in you today, you're stronger all on account of him. He's made you stronger. A brother, he said, don't worry about them that's able to destroy the body, but the one that's able to destroy both body and soul in a place called hell. A brother, he give me enough courage and give me enough backbone. He give me enough mercy and enough grace to stand in troubled times. Whatever I need, his grace is sufficient. I believe that I'm trusting in that and that's what I'm going to take with me when everything else is falling apart the Lord said I'm a constant help in a time of need and Lord I need you now amen more than I ever have because the devil is coming in his fullest power here in the last days and I love you Lord and thank you for living in me have you got that kind of attitude toward living for God? That's what we ought to have. we got to go on to perfection. Brother, and they increased his people greatly, made them stronger than their enemies, and he turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtility with his servants. Brother, they hated them. Why? Because how God had blessed them. That's why God chose us to drive Israel to jealousy. Because he took us to be his when Israel rejected him. Amen. Now it drove them to jealousy. And most of them hate us on account of it. But one day when they get saved and God opens their eyes. See I pray for their salvation every day. I pray that God will save them. I pray that God will open their eyes. I pray that God will reveal unto them the truth and they'll be set free because it's not my heart's desire to hate anyone or to hurt anyone or to discourage anyone. It's my heart's desire to help all that I can and to love everyone, even my enemies, even as hard as it may seem sometime. It's not hard when you got the love of God in you. And brother, you're willing to die for Him. Brother, that's all that matters. Brother, He died for me. And brother, if I have to die for Him, so be it, but whether I live or whether I die, I want to belong to him. I know that I belong to him today. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith, and now I know what's laid up for me in heaven. Amen. When my number comes around and I depart this earthly realm, I know I have to leave it all behind. Earthly pleasures I won't need, for I'll be <laughs> laying at Jesus' feet. And I know I'll have the best of everything. I'll have the best when I get home. A crown of life of my own. I'll sing and I'll shout. I'll praise His name. And when the fullness of time comes and God calls His children home, Yes, I know I'll have the best of everything. Well, I don't need much. 
here today, but I'm thankful just the same. All the blessings that my Lord has given me. Yes, he's my Savior way up high. He's the apple of my eye. And I know I have the best of everything. Do you know that today, children? Do you know it? Ah, oh, praise His name. We're here to praise His name. We're here to give Him praise and glory for all the wonderful things that He's done for us. We're here to praise Him. We're here to thank Him. We're here to carry on because our time is running out. Brother, your soul is the most important possession that you have. Quit denying your soul. Start denying your flesh that your soul can live. Amen? That's what you got to do. You got to deny your flesh in order for your soul to live. There was five wise virgins and there was five foolish virgins. And you heard me say just a few weeks ago that you got to go to God to have that oil. And that's the Holy Spirit of God deep down inside of you. Because when the bridegroom comes, you got to be standing with your lights bright, shining bright. And then you can go with him to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But brother... If you don't have no light, when he comes, you're not a-going. And you ain't going to be able to say to your neighbor, well, give me some of your oil, my light's gone out. Now, you got to get that from the Lord. He said, harden not your heart. The day's the day of salvation. You got to go come now. Tomorrow's not promised to you. You've got to come now. You've got to listen to what God is saying. Don't let the devil deceive you, whether you're in this church or watching this program or anywhere else that might hear this message down the road. Start saying yes to God and no to the devil. It's time to turn this thing around and live for the Lord. Your time's running out, ain't it, Kendall? Our time's running out down here. We think, oh, I got to look good long life yet. No, your, your life is like a vapor. Here it is, and it's gone. Amen? Compared to eternity. So think about that. What you, you're betting, the whole people are betting their whole life and their whole soul for just a mist of time compared to eternity. Children, what's that? There's no comparison there. So now look at what's important. The important thing is that you know that you're saved, that you know that you're forgiven, that you've been honest with God where he can wash you and make you clean today. Look, we all in stand of need of cleaning up. We all need to be polished on today. And that's what the Word of God will do. It'll get down there and hit a God, he said this morning, he'd get all that old grime and stuff off of you and make you shiny and fit for something again where you can shine for the Lord. Look, sin will take you to places that none of you want to go. It'll take me places that I don't want to go. God, have mercy on me. Lord, lead me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. It's all in his hands. He wants us to have a better life, not just there but here too. And the only way you can have a better life, April's to live for him, Chase is to live for him, Willie's to live for him, Martin's to live for him, every one of you is to live for him. And then he can make something out of you that he can be proud of, Amen. I want him to be able to look at me when I stand there and say, come on in, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many.
Amen. If we'll just get it right. But if we don't get it right, it's just like this country. This country's headed downhill. Michael, if they don't get it right, they ain't going to hope for America no more. Until America falls on its knees, begins to repent, and sackcloth and ashes, that's the only thing that saved Nineveh. It's the only thing that'll save America. It's for them to get their heart right with God. But I tell you what, even if your nation don't, it shouldn't stop you from doing it. Amen. Now I pray every day God heal our nation if he's any way possible. But I know the only way he can heal it is for people to be brought low and that he can be lifted up. Jesus, I mean, and he said, I'll draw all men unto him. The Bible says we must lift up Christ today. And that's what I've been doing today with the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. Lifting up Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He died for me. He gave His life for me in order that I can have a life. That I don't have to die and go to hell. He said if it took the whole world to win one soul, it was worth it. That's how precious your soul, I don't care who you are, you put your name there, Cassie, your soul, and my soul, Sandra, your soul, Lisa, your soul, is worth more than anything in this world all put together is worth. He said if we gained the whole world and lost our soul, what have we gained? It's better that we've never been born. So it all lies. It's all hinged upon God and His promises. And it's up to us whether we take it to our heart and do something about it or just let it pass right on through and go about our everyday life uh, uh, trying to please ourselves uh, and trying to lay up riches down here uh, where the moth and the rust uh, uh, brother will come and canker uh, and the thieves will break through uh, and steal uh, everything that you have one day uh, uh, brother uh, but they can't take Jesus out of my heart amen Praise God. Come on, Kendall. That's what God wanted today. I don't know what he wants tonight, but we'll wait and find out. Amen? That's what he wants today. This is food for your soul. It's food for the preacher's soul. And it's food for your soul that's watching this program. It's what God wants for you. Brother, hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God, and thou shalt be filled. Hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God. Now listen, I'm here to pray for you and for you. Now I'll take this thing off.
today. Don't leave. Do not leave today. Bring it all to Him. Whatever it is. I can't, I don't know what you're going through. It don't matter. God knows what you're going through. Bring it all to Him. Don't leave here today without making it right. That was 3,000 some people a couple years ago that lost their life. They thought they had everything going like it was supposed to go that day. And it all changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye for those people. Make sure today before you leave. I don't know your heart, but God does. Just make it right. Just make it right. and gracious Heavenly Father I don't know everybody's heart here God today but you do I'm praying for Lord for you to come back and, a, and get a bride without spot and without blemish and God if there's anybody here that's not made it right I pray that they'll see a need Lord this is this might be the last time that we could speak to you God and I pray God that you will look at my life Lord I want to be right when you come back I pray God you'll look at my heart if there's anything that shouldn't be there, I pray, God, that you will minister to it. You will get it out of there, Lord, and I'll get it under the blood. And, now, Lord, I can give everything to you. I thank you for loving each and every person in here enough to do that, God. There's just too many people that, Lord, that are walking around not giving you everything. And, God, I pray for every heart here, not only here at this church, but across the whole land today, God. I pray that you'll let minister to those that are watching in our program. But God, I just pray you would touch hearts. I know there was one this week that gave their heart to you, Lord. What a blessing. What a, I'm so thankful for that, God. They may not make it through the day. I may not make it through this day. Knowing that you're going to be here, Lord, is a blessing. And I'm so thankful that you came and gave your son Jesus. That I can have a life and a more abundant life. And I pray, Father, for every single heart in here, God, that you will touch them. And if they don't know, if they're unsure, if they have this the least little bit of doubt God let them know that you're here to save them and you want to save them and you give your son Jesus for each and every heart God I'm so thankful that we can come to you I'm so thankful that it wasn't like it used to be back in the Old Testament and they was under the law but Lord you give your son Jesus and now we're under grace and because we're under grace Lord we can come and ask forgiveness I praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for the message today. I pray that every person here will apply it to their heart, apply it to their life. Too many times, God, we listen to the preaching and we just let it go in one ear and out the other. 
I pray, God, that you will help us to apply it to our hearts and our lives and we'll understand and know that you came and you did everything for every single person here. God, I praise you for everything. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Lord, there's, there's still people praying, Lord. I don't know. I don't, don't, let, don't let one person go home today without knowing you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Is all hearts clear?